Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. The Ask Dr. Ernst Show is presented by Dr. Aaron Ernst, a board-certified chiropractic physician specializing in spinal correction, nutritional coaching, and cellular detoxification. And is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be a substitute for professional advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Seek a qualified healthcare professional before changing your health program or embarking on a new one. Visit AskDrErnst.com for more information. It's time to transform your health with one of the nation's leading and growing authorities in total health. Over the next hour, learn from experts on how to revolutionize the health of those you love most. This is Ask Dr. Ernst. And now, here's your host, Dr. Aaron Ernst. Good afternoon. Hey, it's Saturday. You're listening to the Ask Dr. Ernst Show. It's the show where pounds are shed, disease is dead, and where you can be set free from your health problems, when you become your own health coach, your own doctor, you seek the cause and thus become your own cure. I'm your host today, Dr. Aaron Ernst, and I'm here to inspire and coach you and guide you to living life to a fully functional, healthy perspective. I love that we get to spend this time today talking about the messages of health and healing, and our topic of the day is a condition that affects, listen to this, 72 million Americans. One out of every three. And unfortunately, with some recent guidelines that have been now suggested, we could see as much as 103 million Americans. Guys, we're talking about blood pressure, hypertension, and the fact that it's not just a problem with what the pressures in your heart is and the suggestions that your doctors may have about stroke risks or um, arrhythmias, palpitations, issues with clots, just global heart health. But did you know that most people that have high blood pressure have absolutely no symptoms whatsoever? And that according to more recent recommendations by the American Heart Association, there's a chance, according to them, you might have high blood pressure right now. So we know the number 120 over 80. We've all learned that in college, high school, etc. But that is a thing of the past. Now, according to the American Heart Association, They are lowering the numbers. So in order to have healthy blood pressure, you have to be less than 120, less than 80. If you're sitting at 122 over 85, that's now considered pre-hypertension. And this means that the pressure is starting to build up the underlying root cause. But yet what this does is it opens up a tremendous amount of people who now qualify for, of course, prescriptive therapies. Under the new guidelines formulated by the American Heart Association and the American College of Cardiology, the number of men under the age of 45 that could now be diagnosed as having high blood pressure is triple what it was before the switch. And for women, it's almost double. So we have this challenge today. We're seeing in culture, in society, more and more people being diagnosed with hypertension, thus more and more medications being prescribed for high blood pressure. And the challenge, of course, is we know 
holistically, medically, even in the research that high blood pressure is within your control. 95% of people with high blood pressure, if they fix a few things within their lifestyle, can see radical reductions in their blood pressure. And by the way, a lot of the things we talk about for blood pressure also helps regulate cholesterol because you're going to learn today the two, they go hand in hand. So we have to talk today about what is blood pressure? Just what is it? Okay, what's causing the elevations in so many of our blood pressures? And listen, I'm, I'm here to share with you. It's not your genetics. Those haven't changed in thousands of years. It's not the amount of salt you eat. We're now learning that actually salt is a crucial mineral element that if consumed in the right types can lower your blood pressure. It has a little bit to do with your diet, of course, but one specific key fact, something that I'm going to say is the hidden cause of elevated blood pressure for almost everyone is the relationship between how your body's trying to regulate its ability to heal, fighting really hard to fix this avenue of the fact that most of us have issues with our metabolism. We have a hard time regulating our blood sugars, even though you can't feel it. We have nutrient or mineral deficiencies because either we're taking supplements that are of low or poor quality, we're not absorbing them, or our diet is so far off balance. And listen to this. The research is now saying salt is not the villain. What is for blood pressure? Sugar. More specifically, fructose, which means the fruit that you eat and all the foods today that are loaded with fructose, because it's in everything. I hate to say it. High fructose corn syrup, fructose corn syrup, etc., is leading to the elevations in blood pressure that we're seeing today. So the most common cause of hypertension. Listen, if you're taking... Oh, gosh, lisinopril, HCTZ, amiplodine, and all the different drugs that are out there for high blood pressure. I don't know if amiplodine is. It just came to my mind. It might be. There's too many to even keep track of all of them. Metroprolanol, all the ones that end in OL, blood pressure. If you're taking a blood pressure medication, you're wondering, is there a way out? How do I fix this? Don't jump straight to the supplements. Those, those can help, guys. But listen, we got to get to the root cause. What's creating the inflammation? What's making your heart push harder? It's the swelling. It's the irritation. It's the metabolic waste of being in a high-carbohydrate diet and having elevated increase in blood sugars. We know for a fact, listen to this, that if your oxygen levels are slightly lower, because of the way we breathe, you're going to find this out. If you're a short-breath lung breather, meaning you breathe through your ribs and not your stomach, your blood pressure can go up. Cholesterol has a little bit to do with it, but in fact, what happens is cholesterol elevates because the blood pressure is high in the first place. So if we can lower the inflammation, get the sugars under control, we see cholesterol start to drop. Did you know that a subtle shift in the acidity of your body can make your blood pressure elevate? And did you know here's the root cause that so many people never address? Ligament laxity and alignment issues within how your brain communicates to your heart and to the vessels of your body, there is the actual underlying cause of most high blood pressures. So rather than it being genetics and lack of exercise and, you know, I'll say too much salt intake, we want to talk today about what are you doing with your sugars? What are you doing to increase the oxygenation of your body? How are you regulating your cholesterol? So are you watching the acidity that you may have and are we fixing the root systems, your nerve systems? Are we reconnecting brain to body, brain to heart, brain to organs? We do that, we see blood pressure drop super fast. So that's what we're going to talk about on our show today. And listen, 
Last week, we opened up the Holistic Heart Summit. It's a webinar that I'm hosting next Saturday, the 18th at 10 a.m. Oh, my gosh, like 75 people registered in just one weekend. It was a groundbreaking, oh, I don't want to say world record. We've done better than that. But listen, right now is your chance. If you're taking a statin, if you're on a high blood pressure medication, if you want to solve this issue called heart health naturally, we're talking like in as little as 90 days, pressures drop, cholesterols drop, weight drops. The webinar is absolutely free, but you have to do one thing right now. Pick up the phone and call 704-906-2094. You can also text your name and your email, 704-906-2094. It's the Ask Dr. Ernst Show. We'll be right back. Good afternoon. You're tuning in to the Ask Dr. Ernst Show. It's the show where pounds are shed, disease is dead, and where you can be set free from your health problems. I'm your host, Dr. Aaron Ernst. Thank you for joining us on this beautiful Saturday. We're talking about your heart health, most specifically your blood pressure. Right now in the United States, one in three, listen to that, one in three are walking around already diagnosed with hypertension, taking some sort of a medication to, to try to control their pressures. And new guidelines put out by the American Heart Association not that long ago say that it could be as much as one in two. Why? Well, if you're new to our show, make sure you head on over to facebook.com slash AskDrErnst or youtube.com slash AskDrErnst. We live stream, so I'm going to show you a little chart that I've designed to help you understand sort of the logic behind lowering the numbers and things to this effect. But when we talk about 120 over 80, normal blood pressure, it was discovered after many, many, many people had their blood pressure taken. So we have this sort of like bell curve. And so the median, the middle is 120 over 80. So this is what average person's blood pressure is in a healthy state, apparently. But if you know anything about statistics, it means that there are some people who pulled in lower pressures, 110 over 70, or high pressures, 130 over 90, but yet that was their normal pattern. So again, remember, just the, the, the mark of 120 over 80 is just the median number. Some people have blood pressures that are slightly higher, and it is their base normal. So we need to start establishing what your base is. And one way to do that is to start checking your pressures a little more frequently and to make sure that we're doing it the right way. So a lot of times when we, you know, check our blood pressure, we'll put a wrist cuff on, we'll hold our arm by the side, we'll let it pump up and go, oh my God, it's a little high. So here's the thing. When you're doing your blood pressure on your own, You have to make sure that your arm is supported. It needs to be at a 90-degree angle near your heart, so at the level of your heart. We don't want the wrist low. We don't want the arm low. We don't want it high either. We don't want you crossing your legs. We want you in a nice, relaxed position. And when you check your pressures, arm is supported, so you're not using any of the muscles, et cetera, to hold it up. Did you know that just the wrong positioning of checking your blood pressure can make an elevation of 5 or even 10 points? which now, unfortunately, could be the dividing factor between being normal and prehypertensive or even hypertensive. So the American Heart Association just recently, about a couple years ago, dropped the number and said, hey, if you're 120 or over 80, that's not good enough anymore. Now, I can see their reasons. Heart disease is climbing drastically. More and more Americans are suffering the effects of having high blood pressure or heart health issues. And so we want to try to do something. So if we can maybe lower the numbers, we can catch it earlier. We can medicate it earlier. We can try to treat it earlier. And that's the medical approach. Unfortunately, there are 10 different classifications and hundreds of drugs that can be used for high blood pressure. So if we can find out what your base is, discover this test, you know, do it maybe three or four times a week, get a good, nice average. You can see where your rhythm sort of flows. 
And I will say that you want to be somewhere around 120, 122, 115, 85, 80, 75, somewhere in that zone. Of course, the top number has to do with how hard the pressure is when your heart is pumping to push fluid out of it into your body. And the bottom number, the diastolic number, is your heart at rest. So just what's the just general pressure of your vessels? So again, systolic top number, heart pushing, pushing the fluids around. Diastolic, the bottom number, your heart at rest. Okay, in a normal ideal world at or below 120 over 80. So let's say, for example, you're testing yourself and your pressure is just slightly elevated. Or get this, right? Most people even that are taking medication still have slightly elevated pressure. It's been shown that the average person who's medicating their blood pressure is still north of 120 over 80. It might be lower than where it was. Maybe it was 140, now it's 132. But it still shows the root issue. Medications are not treating the cause. They go after the numbers, they try to lower them down. If it was a deficiency in medication, you would just simply take it and your pressure would go back to normal. So the most common causes of what creates hypertension are not your genetics. It's not the amount of salt you eat, even though that's what we're being told. So what are they? Number one. 95% of all cases of high blood pressure are completely reversible and preventable when we understand it is a metabolic condition. It's a reaction to the choices you're making on your day-to-day -day life, most specifically in regards to the foods you eat, how you handle your stress, and how you're clearing the interferences and in how your brain and your body and your organs communicate with themselves. Increases in blood sugar have been actually shown to cause more spikes in high blood pressure than even salt. In fact, there's recent research showing that sugar and the spikes that we see in regards to the insulin response to sugar are actually creating the underlying issues for most people's elevated blood pressure. See, you think blood pressure is history, my genetics, diet, I need to eat better, and you should, salt, I need to cut that back, and just bad luck. But in reality, it's actually all within your control. When your body is under stress, we need a quick response to get our sugars to elevate. And so there's a hormone called cortisol, which is naturally secreted, and it does elevate your blood sugars for the good in the short term because we need that boost of energy, etc. But over time, this elevated stress response because of our day, our life, emails, work, boss, bills, you name it, is leading to a hypersecretion of cortisol, which elevates insulin. And we now know that as insulin levels elevate, it switches your body into a state of fat storage, pro-inflammatory pathways, and a release of certain chemicals and messengers that actually increase inflammation, causing, listen to this, the inability for you to burn proteins effectively for energy, and it creates a lack of the ability to store nutrients properly. So we end up urinating out almost all the minerals and the vitamins and the nutrients we need to keep our pressures regulated because our sugars are slightly high. When you're in a high insulin, high cortisol state, which is the average American, highly stressed out, having difficulty time burning their sugars, it leads to storage of fat in your liver and your body. It leads to massive inflammation, which can actually damage the walls of your vessels thus creating irritation, rigidity, calcium buildup in the vessel itself, 
cholesterol buildup in the vessel itself and high blood pressure. So see, it's not the cholesterol that's causing the placking. It's not the salt that's making the pressure go up. It's actually the sugar. And this is something that has been, unfortunately, overlooked, underdiagnosed. Yet, research is showing that consuming large amounts of fructose, which is a fruit sugar, not only can cause metabolic syndrome, which leads to prediabetes, but watch, can elevate your blood pressure as much as 7 points systolic and 5 points diastolic. That is typically something that we see almost double what salt would do, 7 systolic and only 2 diastolic. So sugar elevates your blood pressures more than salt. Yet, the last time you're at your doctor, they usually don't say, hey, let's cut your sugars down. They say, let's watch your fat intake, let's keep your salts down and take these meds. In fact, the Journal of Open Heart Surgery agrees that sugar consumption may be directly associated with blood pressure more so than salt. Ding, 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 ding. One of the primary sources of excess sugar, of course, in our diet comes from processed foods. They're hidden everywhere. Sugars are in everything. And also the fact that many of us are eating way too many grains. When you consider that the average American consumes anywhere between 60 and 80 pounds of sugar each year without even knowing it because of the packaged foods and the various items that they eat, it's easy to see why insulin can elevate, blood pressure can elevate, cholesterol elevates, and you may actually have what would be diagnosed as more pre-metabolic syndrome. Another big player is how magnesium starts to drop. We talked about this last week. Almost every single person that has a heart health issue has a magnesium deficiency. Why? Let's go back. The most important question we can ever ask is why? Magnesium is a mineral that is needed in every single cell of your body, most specifically your heart, and signs of magnesium deficiency include, ready, weakness, fatigue, abnormal heart rhythms, palpitations, arrhythmias, muscle spasms, eye twitches, and high blood pressure. There it is right there. Just go Google it. Magnesium has a direct effect. It is the relaxer of our vessels. It helps them to open up. And so we can soften our blood vessels if we have good amounts of magnesium. But be careful. I'm not just saying go out and take magnesium. I'm saying let's go and figure out where is the magnesium deficiency coming from. And this is going to shock you. As sugar goes up, insulin goes up, and as you become resistant pre-diabetic, diabetic, insulin, you know, doesn't land on the receptors well enough, your sugars start to elevate. Watch this. You can't store magnesium when your sugars are elevated, when your insulin's elevated. If your magnesium levels start to drop, then it's because insulin resistance is starting to bind itself. The receptors aren't working. The sugars aren't coming down. And as your sugar elevates in your blood, your body naturally says, well, I got to get rid of this magnesium. So you literally urinate the magnesium out. Thus, if your magnesium levels are low, you can't regulate your blood pressure. You can't relax the vessels. You start to get constrictions and pressures elevate. Fructose, so fruit-based sugars, elevates uric acid in your body, and that drives pressure up by doing one specific thing. It inhibits nitric oxide production within your blood vessels. Why is it so important? Nitric oxide is a vasodilator. Your body is supposed to naturally produce this to help keep the vessels open. As uric acid levels go up because of fruit and fructose level elevations and consumptions, the ability for you to produce the nitric oxide drops. 
And in fact, listen to this. They're showing that within minutes of you consuming fructose, which would be in fruit sugars, even things like agave, and even some various food products have fructose in it, fructose can generate uric acid block or production within just minutes of ingestion. Nitric oxide, as we talked about, is a vessel regulator. It helps to increase the elasticity. It helps to make the blood pressure drop. So therefore, any adaptations to where your magnesium is dropping, your insulin's going up, your sugar's going up, your uric acid levels are going up, means your pressure goes up as a result. So if we can increase the ability for you to bind your magnesium, if we can lower the uric acid, if we can get your body into more normal regulation, watch what happens to your blood pressure. Boom! So when I come back from this commercial break, I'm going to show you what are the steps necessary to do this. How do we conquer this? And again, if you're tuning in going, I had no idea. I was told it was my genetics. I was told I'm eating too much salt. What if it's the issue that I have with this insulin resistance? What if it's my nitric oxide levels? What if I can actually turn my cholesterol, my blood pressure around? You can, but you just need to pick up the phone and join me for the Holistic Heart Health Summit next Saturday. Guys, it's a week away. 10 a.m. in the morning. It's a webinar. It's free. It's in the comfort of your home. I'm going to show you the top three things you can do right now to lower pressure, cholesterol, even your weight. But you have to pick up the phone and call 704-906-2094. Or text your name and your email to 704-906-2094. We'll get you registered. You're going to learn all the steps necessary, not just what we're talking about today, but the tests that can show you the underlying root causes so you can become your own doctor and solve this pressure cholesterol thing once and for all. 704-906-2094. See us, Dr. Arnold Show. We'll be right back. Good afternoon. Happy Saturday. Thanks for tuning in and listening to the Ask Dr. Ernst Show. Hey, it's a show where pounds are shed, disease is dead, and where you can be set free from your health problems. I'm your host, Dr. Aaron Ernst, and today we're talking about the hidden cause of hypertension, which is, in fact, a relationship to your metabolic states, nutrient deficiencies, an elevation in insulin. What? I thought insulin was diabetes. No, it's actually blood pressure. Elevated blood sugars, which leads to acidity and inflammation that causes a lack of you being able to absorb your nutrients, specifically magnesium and potassium that we need and also the relationship of how our uric acid levels start to elevate, which changes the acidity of our body slightly. So the adaptation is the shift that we see in your labs. Cholesterol goes up because of this. Blood pressure goes up because of this. Fatigue starts to show up because of this. And again, as I mentioned at the top of the hour, it's not salt. It's not your genetics. It is your diet, but we're going to talk about that and how to fix that. So solving blood pressure is actually something that's within your control. And the unique thing is we don't have to go the route always of what a lot of our physicians do. Now, there are dozens of medications. Listen to this. Ten different classifications of drugs to treat high blood pressure. Everything from a diuretic, which makes you urinate more, to a beta blocker, which helps to reduce the force, sort of the pumping power of your heart, ACE inhibitors, angiotensin receptor blockers, calcium channel blockers, oh my gosh, vasodilators, central agonists, alpha-2 Receptor agonist, yes, I have to read a list because there's <laughs> just so many of them. Peripheral adrenergic inhibitors, alpha blockers. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And yet, did you know that most people, 
that are taking a blood pressure medication or two or three are still seeing subtle elevations within what their pressure is versus the textbook perfect. Why? The medications can lower the numbers, but they don't address the underlying root cause. There are alternative recommendations that can be used to actually help to reduce blood pressure, but often you won't find any discussion in any of the reports as to what's causing it. Even the Cleveland Clinic, which is the number one rated heart care center in the United States, talks briefly about the fact that insulin resistance, elevated blood sugars, and leptin resistance can lead to hypertension, but they don't really offer much as far as what to do to fix it other than take your meds, take your meds, take your meds. So blood pressure is something we can control ourselves. And here's the number one thing you need to do. Take a deep breath. I talk about it every week, but it's the idea that you have to eliminate grains and sugars from your diet, especially right now. If you're taking a medication, stay on it. Don't stop it. But you can see significant shifts when you start to do this. Cut the sugars, cut the grains, and watch as your insulin levels start to level themselves out. Insulin resistance is the, uh, the inability for your body to regulate its sugars properly. And I know you're thinking, I thought that was type 2 diabetes. Well, what they're finding out right now is that's the precursor. 50% of diabetics have elevated blood pressure. So we have to make the correlation and the connection. One of the most important changes right now for you to improve your blood pressure is to eliminate and or drastically eliminate sugars and processed fructose, even certain fruits that are high in fructose from your diet. If it's not a berry, it's high in fructose. So I'm going to recommend we cut all fruits with the exception of berries. The easiest way to start doing this is to basically stop eating highly processed foods and go for more whole, real foods, things you buy yourself, make yourself, etc. Grains, including breads and pastas and corn and rice and even the high starchy carbohydrates, potatoes, etc., can cause insulin elevations. And because, again, Insulin helps you to store magnesium. We need your insulin to work. We need your sugars to come down. When your insulin receptors are blocked or blunted, you can't absorb magnesium and potassium and get them into the cell tissues. And because these two are heavily regulating your blood pressure, if you're urinating out high amounts of magnesium and potassium because of an insulin resistance, because your sugars are high, ding, 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 there's the underlying cause of the high blood pressure. We know for a fact that magnesium relaxes your blood vessels and it can have an immediate impact on your blood pressure. So can you take it? Yes. But again, it's like pouring the nutrient in when you're just continuously excreting it because of your sugars being slightly elevated. When magnesium is stored in your cells, muscles relax. If your magnesium levels are low, your blood vessels constrict as a result, which will raise your blood pressure and thus decrease your energy levels. Insulin also tends to make us store sodium. So now here's the indirect connection. If you have insulin resistance, you're going to retain a lot of sodium. So if you cut your sodium down, yes, your pressures may drop slightly because you don't retain it as much, but sodium retention often causes fluid retention, which in turn causes high blood pressure, which can lead to, again, significant changes within your health. So if you really want to solve the issue with why your pressures are high because of salts, it's not the salt that you're intaking. It's the salt that you're retaining, 
Again, why? Insulin. I know it's going to sound strange, but insulin is the villain here, specifically with high blood pressure. It prevents you from storing magnesium. It makes you store more sodium. It excretes more amounts of potassium because that's what helps to regulate our pressures. And what we often see is it creates an inflammatory response that leads to scarring of the arteries, breakdown of the vessels, and then cholesterol comes around as a helper. Be careful. Cholesterol is a needed molecule. It actually cleans things out in short periods of time. So cholesterol goes around, it gets into the vessels, it's trying to clean up the damage, but because the sugars are elevated and the insulin is high, more and more damage takes place, so then we start to see plaque buildup. It's clear that if you can remove grains and remove sugars from your diet, that you can start to see subtle decreases in your blood pressure and even in your cholesterols over time. Insulin and its relation to high blood pressure cannot be overstated. Elevated insulin levels can be extremely toxic, and they can lead to high blood pressure. So what can we do? Well, number one, we can switch away from the fruit that is high in fructose. Any fruit that's not a berry, gone. So I only really want to see blueberries, strawberries, blackberries, raspberries, etc. Processed foods loaded with net carbs, meaning there's not a lot of fiber and there's lots of grains and fructose and sugar, need to be kicked to the side. Trans fats, margarines, vegetable oils, kicked to the side. Instead, we want to build an optimum blood pressure diet, which I'm going to explain when we come back, and use some key nutrients to help you while you're working on reducing your medication, because that's the goal here. And if you want to, again, find out some more information about steps that you can take immediately to locate your root cause. Guys, I'm going to talk about the tests that are not being run, how you can get them. And listen, on the webinar, we're also giving away some free information about how you can become your own doctor and heal your blood pressure and your cholesterol. 704-906-2094. Call it right now. Let's get you registered for next Saturday, the 18th at 10 a.m. Or text your name and your email to 704-906-2094. See you outside to our show. We'll be right back. Good afternoon. Hey, it's Saturday, and you're tuning in to the Ask Dr. Ernst Show. I'm your host, Dr. Aaron Ernst. Hey, it's a show where pounds are shed, disease is dead, and where you can be set free from your health problems. Today, we're talking about being set free from high blood pressure. Did you know that a more recent switch that took place because of the American Heart Association saying that high blood pressure is now considered anything over 120 over 80? So if you have 125 over 85, you're in a pre-hypertensive state, according to the new recommendations. Why is this so important? Well, number one, it means that um, as many as another 10 million Americans are walking around with high blood pressure now. The other challenge is you can't feel it. So once you get your annual physical, your doctor may say, eh, you know, we're in a zone where we need to watch this, or we need to start medicating this. What used to be high blood pressure 140 over 90 is now considered to be stage two hypertension. So if you're in the 130 over 80 plus range, well, that would be considered prescribable hypertension. So we can look at this two ways. More and more people are now going to get diagnosed, which means more and more prescriptions are being given, which means more and more doctor's visits are going to be cataloged as hypertension. Unfortunately, it means the numbers go up. It also means there's more prescriptions. So from a pharmaceutical perspective, they're happy in that. But how many of you are going, man, I just can't wait till I get my hypertension prescription? If you're over the age of 50, you have a one in three chance that you have hypertension. Go up into the 60, 70 range. Now we're looking at one in two. So blood pressure is a big issue for a lot of us. Yet 
you have everything in your control to be able to deal with it, help it to come back down. And again, if you're medicating for high blood pressure, high cholesterol, join me for my Heart Health Summit next Saturday. I'm going to show you some tests that you can get done yourself that haven't been run yet. I guarantee you they haven't been run yet. They're the inflammatory markers. They're the underlying root cause markers. We're looking at what creates the elevations, the nutrient deficiencies, the toxicities, the lack of having good proper protein relationships and vitamins and minerals that leads to the elevation in the first place. You can actually test for those toxins, nutrients, metabolites. On this webinar, which is next Saturday, I'm going to show you how to get these tests. Number two, how, what to do with them once the results come in. How do you actually solve this thing called high blood pressure, high cholesterol? And we're going to reveal the number one most unlooked at, misdiagnosed, underdiagnosed cause, which has to do with a neurological condition, how your brain is losing its connection to communicate with your heart. And that disruption can lead to arrhythmias, palpitations, and even high blood pressure. The webinar is completely free. Our call lines are open right now. So 704-906-2094. You can also text your name and your email. Who should join us? Well, if you want to lower your blood pressure, potentially reduce and or eliminate a medication, now call 704-906-2094. Hey, if you have a history of heart health issues, or you've been told you got to cut your salts down and watch your fats, etc. Monitor some things just in case we need to start prescribing. 704-906-2094. If you're a health conscious person, you want to make sure your heart remains healthy for the long haul. Maybe you're not doing any meds now or anything like that, but you're wondering, gosh, my history says I'm going to have to at some point. 704-906-2094. Again, you can call it the webinar is free. It's next Saturday at 10 a.m. Or you can text it with your name and your email, and we can get you registered. So how do we solve this thing? Well, number one, we have to recognize it's a sugar reaction and an insulin response more so than it is genetics and salt. Number two, we need to cut out the grains and the fructose within our diet. Right now, the average American consumes two to three times the amount of fructose of what they should every day. And it partly comes from the processed fructoses that are found in processed foods. Also, a lot of the fruits we consume are high in fructose by nature. So if we cut out anything but berries, we can start to see pressure start to drop. We discussed that grains, including breads and pastas, even rice and corn, elevate insulin response, which elevates inflammation. So going grainless is the number one thing that if you are on a blood pressure medication, we can start right now. And then number two, as we do this, we want to start involving the art of some intermittent fasting. Studies show that if you intermittent fast, which is you get rid of your breakfast, you only eat lunch and dinner, and you do it with a low-carbohydrate, grainless diet, you can see elevations in what are called blood ketones, which is an alternative fuel source for your body. And as ketones tend to sometimes go up, blood pressure can start to drop down. So we want to do a grainless, sugarless, intermittent fasting diet. There's also some evidence that shows we need to normalize what's called your omega-3 to 6 fatty acid ratio. Omega-3s are excruciatingly vital for good blood pressure because they lower inflammation. There was a study done with over 2,000 men and women between the ages of 25 and 41 that showed that those who tested positive had the highest amounts of omega-3 fatty acids, had the lowest blood pressure readings. So translation, if your omega-3s are down, your pressure is extremely high. And yet, almost every single American today has low omega-3 and high omega-6. Why? 
Omega-6 are found in grains. They're found in processed foods. They're found in hydrogenated fats, including margarines and, I can't believe it, not, not butters, and even vegetable oils. Consuming omega-3 fatty acids is the best way to help also resensitize your insulin receptor because omega-3 fatty acids can increase your insulin sensitivity, which is vital for your blood pressure. But um, listen, you need them to be from an animal-based source. A lot of people ask, well, can I just do them by taking a plant-based supplement, flax or chia or hemp oils? Yes, you can get some from there, but mostly the marine animals like salmon and krill and cod oils have the highest amounts of the healthy omega-3s that we need. So we want to be in, in, in putting in more wild-caught fish into our diet using an omega-3 fatty acid supplementation. If you're going to do omega-3 oils, anywhere between 1,000 to 2,000 milligrams is our recommendation on a daily basis, which can help you to decrease the inflammation. Remember, we talked about magnesium, so we want to enhance our insulin response, lower our grains, lower our sugars, and naturally your body will start to absorb magnesium. But we want to also see if we can't help you with it from getting it from your foods. By definition, this list is in order. The highest magnesium foods, spinach, then shard, then pumpkin seeds, then almonds, then black beans, then avocados, then figs, then dark chocolate. So we want to add these foods to our routine to help boost our magnesium. We also know that you can take it as a supplement. Magnesium glycinate specifically I like because it doesn't have the sort of gastric distressing effects that some magnesium can have. 500 milligrams right before you go to sleep can help to increase the productivity of your vessels and allow your body to heal. We need to also pay attention to potassium. High potassium foods. Now, don't think bananas. Everybody goes straight to a banana when they talk about potassium. Bananas only have 400 milligrams of potassium, but watch this. An avocado, 700. So double the amount of potassium in an avocado. Listen to this. Beet greens, 1,300 milligrams. So we're talking into the two and three time range if we stay away from bananas, which have high fructose amounts, and we go more towards these in order. Beet greens, highest. Pistachios, second highest. Swiss chard, third highest. Sweet potatoes, pomegranates, prunes, avocados, and even coconut water has high amounts of potassium. And what's so great about coconut water is that it is a great nutrient stabilizer. It's an electrolyte. It helps you to actually hydrate well. Potassium supplements, watch out. The research says they don't work as well, in fact, almost at all. Rather, we need to get them from our foods. We can also talk about foods that elevate nitric oxide. If you weren't tuning in to the beginning of the show, we discussed that nitric oxide is a molecule that your body naturally produces, which helps to actually increase the size of your vessels. It's a dilator. Now, a study was done where they had individuals drink one glass, eight and a half ounces of beetroot juice. So taking beets and juicing them. They did it every day for a month, and they saw an average of an 8-millimeter drop, an 8-point drop in systolic, 4-point drop in diastolic just by drinking beet juice. Why? Well, beets are high in something called naturally occurring nitrates, which your body can convert into something called nitrite, which is NO2. And then, again, your body can take that and convert it into nitric oxide, which is NO. And again, nitric oxides can help to relax your vessels. What are some other foods that are extremely high in these naturally occurring nitrates? 
radishes, kale, celery, mustard greens, spinach, cabbage, eggplant, carrots, leeks. Listen, there's tremendous amounts of foods that can boost your nitric oxide levels, that can boost your potassium levels, that can boost your magnesium levels. Combine that with a low-grain, low-fructose, low-carbohydrate diet that's high in intermittent fasting. And guess what? Massive reductions in blood pressure. But yet, here's the teaser of them all. If you have this, if you have this ligament laxity, if you have neurological stress within your spine, cervical nerve number one, which comes out of the back of the skull, basic vagus nerve, cranial nerve number 10 as well, as well as your thoracic nerves two, three, four, and five, which are right at the junction between your neck and your upper body. This is your sympathetic and parasympathetic nerve system. There's evidence even at the University of Chicago, where they found that if you release the stress on your spine, you can increase the tone of your autonomic nerve system. What does this mean? Well, you put it back into regular rhythm. What we tend to find is people with high blood pressure are in what's called a sympathetic state. They're constantly on the go, stressed all the time. You can reduce your sympathetic state by getting the middle parts of your spine worked on chiropractically, and you can increase what's called parasympathetic states by releasing the vagus nerve. We're going to talk more about this on our webinar and how I'm even giving away, for those who attend this webinar, a free neurological assessment. We can check how much vagal tone do you have? What's the stress of your sympathetic systems? This is a test that I do in my clinic. And for those of you who join the webinar, we're going to discuss how you can get this neurological screening done for free. Because if it's positive, it's causing some high blood pressure. We can do metabolic exams to look and see how much fat you're storing, which helps us to see what your insulin resistance is. We can even look at your labs and discover if you have inflammatory markers that are creating your high blood pressure. And listen, if that's the case, is it your genetics? Nope. Is it your salt intake? Usually not. Is it your diet? Well, yes, but we can help you to hone in on that. But if there's a neurological involvement or a toxicity, you solve those. I've seen pressure drop so fast that people have had to get off their medications because they were getting to the point of being hypotensive. So it's all within your control. Take note of all the things we talked about today and join me for my webinar next Saturday, the 18th of September, and you can solve your high blood pressure issues. But watch this. It's also working on cholesterol and your weight and your energy and your life and your health. So that's all the more reason to pick up the phone and call 704-906-2094. Call right now. Our lines are open. Registration is free, or you can text your name and your email to 704-906-2094. We'll get you registered. We'll have a ton of fun. I'll see you guys next week for the online webinar and yet again for the Ask Dr. Ernst Show, which airs every Saturday at 3 o'clock right here on 1110 AM, 993 FM, WBT. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'll see you guys next week. Until then.